If you knew your time on earth was over, and you had the chance to say one last thing before you left, I bet whatever you chose to say would be something pretty important. Did you hear what George H.W. Bush said as his last words? His son, George W., had just told him, I love you, Dad. And H.W. said back to him, I love you, too. Those were important words for his son to hear. Now let's think about some other famous last words. Before he left the earth, Jesus had one last thing to say to his followers, the scripture that Mark just read for us. He told us to go. He told us to make disciples. He told us to baptize them. And he told us to teach them. Are we doing that at Northside? I believe that we are. We're spreading the gospel locally and throughout the U.S. and the world. Some of you have served as full-time, is this working? As full-time missionaries. Okay, let's see. This is, okay, will you, oh, this is going to be fun. As full-time missionaries, uh, some of you have also, did I do that or did you? You did it, okay. Some of you have also served as short-term missionaries, uh, taking short-term mission trips. And many of you give each year to support our missionaries around the globe. We have been active in mission work for many years. But 13 years ago, our elders decided we really need to do more. Their plan then, and it continues today, was to focus on a limited number of mission works and support them in a big way so we could really get to know our missionaries and help them in their work. As you know, our regular budget does not include missions. Just as we do with Know Your Bible, the amount of mission work that we can support is really decided by you, by how much you choose to give to it each year. You know, when a missionary starts a new work and plants a church, there's a lot of excitement that surrounds that effort. But often it takes years of work before a mission effort really starts to bear fruit. It can take a lot of time to build relationships um, before some people trust the missionary and decide that it's time for them to obey the gospel. That's why we're committed to our missionaries for the long haul. Our most recent work was started five years ago, and then we've supported the Latin American Bible Institute and World Christian Broadcasting for decades. Today is Mission Sunday. It's our 13th annual day to focus on missions, to give you updates on our missionaries. Now, if you didn't get a missions brochure when you came into the auditorium, make sure you get one as you leave. This brochure is going to tell you about all of our missionaries and what they do, and it's going to tell you what our giving goal is for the next 12 months. This year, we decided to enlist the help of uh, some local reporters, I guess you'd call it, to interview some of you and ask why you think we should support missions. Let's watch a, the, one of those uh, interviews right now. Today we have with us Stephanie and Jesse Neisler. Where did God ask us to go? Your memory verse, which says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Verse 14, it says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? 
And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to be pre- or how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And basically we just talked about the fact that God needs us to go because if people don't know about him, how can they be saved? How can they call on his name if they have never heard his name? And that's our job, to be called to uh, spread, spread that to as many people as we can. we got some good news, and we got to share it. And now for Jesse, why are missions important? I think missions are important because it provides opportunity for people that may never, ever have a chance to, to learn about God and Jesus. It, uh, there's a lot of places in the world that, you know, and we're so blessed here in America that there's churches on every corner there's a lot of places that don't have that. So it's, uh, when we send out missionaries, it allows them to, uh, to get in touch with people that may never have a chance otherwise to uh, learn about Jesus and, and God and, and to spread the word with others. Thanks for that report, Sky. You guys did a good job. You know, we've got a lot of ground to cover this morning, so let's start with the missionaries that we've supported for the shortest amount of time, Alex and Aaron Flood. They moved to St. Paul, Minnesota in 2014, and they started a church that meets in their house. I'm going to try this clicker one more time, and if it doesn't work... Okay, David, you're on. Let's start that video. A common love for each other. What do we need to do church? Where should we meet? In a house? Or in a building? How do we draw people here? Inviting them in for a meal? Or greeting them with the handout and a warm smile? Who should prepare the Lord's Supper? A single person? Or a team of people? How do we share the Lord's Supper? On a paper plate? Or a golden tray? Where do we give? In a box in the corner, or on our computer? When do we give? With an informal collection, or every week in a formal collection? What songs do we sing? A few hand-selected classics, or an extensive catalog? How do we sing the songs? Do we take requests, or carefully plan a song set? What do we preach with? With a chair and computer? Or a pulpit and PowerPoint? How should we preach? With people asking questions? Or just listening to a carefully crafted message? How we do church can look different depending on our context but the essence remains the same. But what do we need to do church? We need the Lord, and yet the Lord has said through His Word that in order to do church, we need people. We need one another. With one another, 
We can do church because we are the church. Hey, Northside. We truly are one body in Christ. We call our work church planting because we're a small seedling of a group that has been planted by the larger body of believers from Northside and other congregations. We don't look exactly the same, but we essentially do the same things. But the most important thing that we do is being a community for one another. Meeting people, spreading the gospel, that's one part of evangelism. But the much larger part of evangelism is coming together as a church to support one another, to build one another up. We look to the example of our supporting congregations on what being the church looks like as we continue to grow, and we can continue to grow, because like a small branch, we're supported by the larger branches. So please continue to support our mission work and keep being the church. We love you guys. Always good to hear from Alex and Aaron. Uh, You know, to better understand the work that they do, I want to tell you about one person whose life has been changed for the good because of them. When Alex met Amy at his coffee shop Bible study, she told him that she had been baptized because she knew she needed to be saved, but she had never really read the Bible. Amy kept coming back to the Bible study at the coffee shop every week. Then she started attending worship every week. Then she started coming to their women's Bible study and and the campfire devotionals every week. She even came to Women Walk In With God and to family camp that we have here at Northside. Over the last few years of reading her Bible and studying with others, Amy has really impressed Alex with how much Bible she knows now. Alex told me that Amy has some mental health challenges. And by the way, she said it's okay for us to share her story. Normally, with the help of medication, she can take care of herself, but sometimes she needs extra help. After a recent stay at a mental health facility, she sent this in an email to Alex and Aaron. During my last stay in extended therapy, I found myself missing one thing, my church family. When I first came to church, I figured people had to be nice to me because I was new. But now I see that people at the church genuinely care about me. I've never been involved in a community like this before. The church is my family. I think the time that Alex and Aaron have invested in Amy are really paying off. Welcome to Northside News. How have missions affected your life? Well, in our family, my sister lives in Zambia, and she's lived there for 10 years. And so it's affected us um, personally. Um, And I think that's one of the neat things about missions is that um, people in all different walks of life and situations can can contribute to missions and can serve. And and my sister chose to go and and live there and and help um, babies without families. And we get to um, support and encourage her and... um, and help her while she's working there, and we get to go and visit her and send her packages and email her and call her and pray for her and, and support her because she's, um, she's taking care of lots of babies over there that, that need help. Yeah, I think it's our job as a church to, you know, email and send packages and pray for and support financially and emotionally, and um, 
I think that's our job as a church, and I know there's lots of people here that do really well at that. But. Thanks for that report, Jensen. And, you know, Ben mentioned in that uh, interview just now that his sister has worked in Zambia for 10 years taking care of babies. But Courtney was too humble to tell you that she actually worked with her for a year uh, at that orphanage. Our next missionaries are Robin and Chrissy Vick. Uh, They and their team moved to Scotland nine years ago and planted a church in Falkirk uh, that is now a strong body of believers. Brethren, we're thankful for your love, your care, and your support for our ministry here in central Scotland. It's hard to believe that it's now been just over eight years since we relocated back to Scotland's central belt, the most densely populated area of our country between our two largest cities, Glasgow on the west coast and Edinburgh on the east. We originally chose moving back to the Falkirk area because it was one of Scotland's fastest growing areas due to its close proximity to Edinburgh and Glasgow, and it was the largest urban area in Scotland with no known work of the Church of Christ at the time, with over 100,000 people living in the greater urban area of Falkirk. Eight years on, and there is now a congregation, the Falkirk Church of Christ, that is actively serving the people of this area, and we are excited to share our work with you. In 2013, we began meeting in a community centre in Hall Glen, an area of Falkirk, and we've been blessed with growth since then. We're thankful for our church community, for our fellowship, our times of inreach as we grow together in the Lord, and our times of outreach as we share Christ with our neighbours around us. We usually have around 25 members on a Sunday morning, with as many as 40 to 50 on a Sunday evening, and we have a very vibrant children's ministry programme on our Sunday nights. We'll often have as many as 25 kids and their families with us on a Sunday night, which is a huge encouragement and a blessing indeed. We also continue to grow in our areas of ministry, with Chrissy being involved in a very active women's ministry programme. She organises a daily online Bible study and has over 200 ladies involved from all over the world. I continue to be involved with coffee shop Bible studies, which we host in both Falkirk and in Scotland's largest city, Glasgow, as well as personal Bible studies with people such as Andy from Dunfermline and his friends such as Zach and Gary that often attend too. Congregationally, we're blessed by many opportunities to build our relationships with one another through times of fellowship, or as we like to call it, inreach. But we're also mindful of our call to make disciples, and we're continually looking for ways in which we can outreach to the world around us. This past summer, we were able to conduct a holiday Bible school, and it was a blast. Our theme was superhero training, and we had a lot of fun developing a curriculum around that theme, which we also then continued into our kids' Sunday school curriculum following on from the HBS. We had about 40 kids attend this year, with many of our own children bringing their friends from the community along with them. This past summer, we also hosted Best Friends, an a cappella singing group from Lubbock Christian University, who came to the UK as part of their summer tour. They performed in our town centre High Street, which is our main shopping area for Falkirk and the surrounding areas, as well as having a concert at the community hall where we meet on a Sunday. We also had a devotional evening and a fellowship night at our local coffee shop, which was impactful for all of our group, but also for the staff that work there. Next month, we're excited to host the Pied Piper's Children's Drama Group from Harding University, and we'll have the chance to take them into schools throughout our area during their week here, and invite all of those kids at those schools to a community concert that our congregation will host at our local community centre. We're prayerful for the contacts we'll make through this endeavour. Please continue to pray for us as we strive to share the gospel and the light of Christ with those around us here in central Scotland. And as for our family, although we've had some challenges over this past year, we're truly blessed and we recognise that daily. 
This summer, we moved from an apartment to a house, which is closer to our kids' school. My father continues to improve in his health following his stroke last year, and we're incredibly grateful for your continued prayers for him. Chrissy and I and the kids are continuing to do well. We've had a number of health issues with Chrissy that have been challenging, but we're prayerfully seeing some improvement as she continues to regain her strength. Our kids are growing up way too quickly. Murray will be starting school after this summer, and Millie will be starting primary three. But they're a joy, um, although they continually keep us on our toes. From our spiritual family at the Falkirk Church of Christ and our physical family, we send you our love, our greetings and our prayers. Brethren, we love you. And miss you. And we're thankful for your love, your care and your support for us. We look forward to seeing you guys this summer. Take care. God bless. Bye. Bye. The only beef I have with the Vicks is they're teaching their kids to speak like Scottish people. And I think that's a... A big problem. I don't know. Chrissy needs to step up her game. Let me tell you Luke and Samantha's story. Robin met Luke 15 years ago when Luke was working as a missionary in England with the Helpers and Missions program. Luke also knew Chrissy then. She was working as a missionary intern in Scotland. After Robin and Chrissy moved back to the States and they got married, um, several things happened with Luke that really discouraged him. First of all, the Helpers and Missions program does not allow uh, the people in that program to date locals. And so when he and Samantha started dating, they uh, asked him to leave the program. Luke moved to Scotland after that. Uh, He and Samantha got married, and he earned a master's degree in theology from Edinburgh University. Luke wanted to do full-time church work, but he couldn't find support, so he took a job at a bank. Over the next few years, Luke and Samantha were members of two different congregations, but unfortunately, they were hurt pretty badly in both of those churches. They also had some serious health problems during that time, and they ended up feeling pretty isolated. And with all that going on, they they gradually stopped going to church. And as you would expect, they felt a lot of guilt and pain. The Vicks reconnected with Luke and Samantha a few years ago, and invited them to a church event. And their kids loved Bible class, and they decided to start coming regularly. At first, Luke told Robin, hey, I'm just here for my wife and kids. I don't really want to get involved. But over time, those walls started to break down, and Robin and Luke formed a really close friendship. Uh, Robin tells me that the, the transformation in their family's life has been amazing. Luke is now preaching And teaching and is involved in every part of church life. And Samantha teaches kids classes and she's on the planning committee for the annual ladies retreat. This, I think, is a family that has been eternally changed for good because of Robin and Chrissy's dedication and hard work. Hi, I'm Hayes and and I'm back with Northside News. And we're here with Carl Berg today. Carl, why do you think missions are important? It's a good question, Hayes. I think missions are important because it spreads the gospel and it takes the word to the world. But you know, it doesn't have to go just around the world. There can be missions right here in this country as well. But I'm very high on missions. You know, the Lord gave us a commission to go and preach to the world. Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Hayes and Carl. In 2006, Jonathan Hannigan began working as a missionary in Caracas, Venezuela. 
And we started supporting him just a couple of years after that. In 2011, he moved to Argentina and planted a church that met in his living room. And then when they got too big for his house, the the congregation began meeting in a building owned by another church of Christ. Last year, you may remember, you contributed more than $15,000 to help that church renovate the upstairs. Uh, And you'll see pictures of that in just a little bit. By the way, in his April newsletter, Jonathan mentioned that Argentina is going through some very difficult financial struggles right now. And there are Christians in another local church in Buenos Aires that are unemployed and are currently only able to eat one meal a day. The focus class heard about that, and they decided they wanted to do something to help. So this past week, they took up a collection and raised more than $2,100 to send to Jonathan to help those people have something to eat. So good job, focus class. Uh, Let's watch that uh, video of Jonathan now. Thank you so much for your generous love and support that makes it possible for us to share the good news of Jesus Christ here in Buenos Aires. We have many brothers and sisters who are far away from home, but thanks to Jesus, they can find a family here that can love and support them. We are disciples of Jesus bearing his cross daily, while we also bear one another's burdens. Please pray for us that we may continue to share the gospel with those who need hope in these dark times. Thank you. 
to tell you about a couple of the many people that Jonathan has had a big impact on. The first one is Alfredo. Jonathan met Alfredo when he lived in Caracas, and they worked together at day camps for special needs children. They became good friends, but really didn't have much in common. Alfredo wasn't a Christian. Jonathan did his best to share God's love with him, but Alfredo wasn't really all that interested. But a year and a half ago, a mutual friend told Jonathan that Alfredo had moved to Buenos Aires. And Alfredo wrote to Jonathan and said he wanted to see him and get together with him. When they did get together, Jonathan found out that in that interim, he had become a Christian. Alfredo is now an important part of the church family. The second person I want to tell you about is Manuel. Both of them are pictured in this picture here. Jonathan met Manuel on Skype through a mutual friend. Manuel had escaped the hunger and the violence in Venezuela and was living in Bogota, Colombia. But sadly, he found that living conditions there were really not any better. Not long after they met, a brother in Christ contacted some church members that they knew in Bogota and invited men, this family invited Manuel to live with them. Then they studied the Bible with him and baptized him. Not long after that, Jonathan heard about this good news and he and a friend bought an airline ticket for Manuel to come and live in Argentina. And so now he too is a strong member of that growing church family. You know, Jonathan is someone who loves God and loves people. That's our theme for this year. He's, I really think he's all in. And it's obvious when you hear stories like this. You know, Hayes Hendricks is one of the reporters that we've been hearing from this morning. I wonder what he thinks about missions. To find out, let's check in with our ace reporter, Solomon Harrington. Hello, I'm Solomon Harrington. And with me today is Hayes Hendricks. How are you today, Hayes? I'm good. Why are missions important to you? Um, missions are important to me because I want everyone on this earth to know about God and that Jesus died on the cross for us. Thank you, Hayes. No. I want to thank Solomon, a.k.a. Mr. Piggy Bank, and, uh, and Hayes Hendricks for that. You know, for the past 26 years, we have supported mission work in Toluca, Mexico. I want us now to hear an update of the church there and the Bible Institute. Precious cornerstone, sure foundation, you are faithful. Did you know that thousands of people in Latin America know God because of you? 26 years ago, Northside began supporting mission work in Toluca, Mexico. You sent those folks over there even though they didn't spoke any Spanish. One of the first converts was a young man named Raul Solis. I was studying with them the Bible, and then I realized that I needed to be baptized. Raul began sharing the good news as soon as he became a Christian. I felt that uh, I needed to share with my fellow friends, the, all of the Mexicans, what I have found with this group and within the Bible. And sooner or later... People were obeying the gospel, and the church was growing. The missionaries working, and some of us, uh, the Mexicans working as well, they, they told us, come and help, help us, and we say, no, we don't, we don't know how to do the things that you do. Raul and the other new Christians wanted to learn more about the Bible, but it wasn't possible for them to study in the States. Suddenly, Sunset International Bible Institute decided to open a branch in our city. With the missionaries as our teachers, our mentors as our teachers. 
in Spanish. We didn't need any visa, any passport, or anything. The Latin American Bible Institute was started in 1998, and Raul and Kim Solis were in the first graduating class. And then the missionaries needed to return to the States. But they left a church and a, an institute, Bible institute, in our hands. We have, in that school, that started from scratch, from nothing, 336 students from 20 cities in the whole Mexican Republic. We have students in Colombia, in Panama, in Venezuela, in Cuba. What has been the impact of the Institute over the past 20 years? How has its graduates affected Latin America? 30 congregations planted by the men and women that, that have been going through the Institute in several places in Mexico. Now it's a self-supporting congregation. It has planted eight mission efforts around Toluca. I just needed to come here to say thanks to all of you guys that 20-something years ago, you took the challenge of supporting a missionary and everything that has been happening. And the story is not done yet. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? So. Be a holy flame that burns. Dean Nelson was the chairman of our missions committee 26 years ago. And he's the one who actually recommended that we support the work in Toluca. Let's watch an interview right now with Dean. Hello, I am Sky Neisler, and this is Northside News. And today we are here with Dean Nelson. How has missions affected your life? Oh, uh, it's, been, it's been wonderful to me. I've spent a lot of time in mission work, and it's the most delightful time of my life. I've done more than I could ever do without it. Why should we support missions? So I think everybody ought to support it if they can. Actually, our whole life is, is a mission for God. And that we, have to, we have to do what we can do. Say thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. You Say. bet. Thank you, Dean. 36 years ago, World Christian Broadcasting built a shortwave radio station in Alaska. And then three years ago, they built another station in Madagascar. And with these two stations, they blanket the entire globe with radio programs that include news, music, and Christian teaching. Let's watch a video about them. The light is here. The message is being spread across all the earth. And you are invited to be a part of it. Every day, World Christian Broadcasting is looking to share the gospel with more and more people. They are not stopping until the whole world hears the good news that Christ has come for them. And you can help. You can be the reason why another person comes to know Jesus. With every donation given, World Christian Broadcasting is able to work towards broadcasting in more languages, in more countries, reaching more people. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. With every dollar you give, you can be making a difference and ensuring that we as Christians continue to follow Jesus' last words to go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus is with us, and he is for us. 
Let us, as the people of God, stand up and help spread the light to the ends of the earth. We must pierce the darkness. The world is listening. I tell you what, World Christian Broadcasting is amazing ministry. And you think of the millions of people every year that write into their website, you know that they are having a good effect. Let's watch another interview now. Hello, we're back with Northside News, and I'm here with Rose Shady. Rose, why is it important we do missions? After I obeyed Christ uh, and followed the steps of salvation, then I became Christian. And then uh, I realized that I have a big responsibility. That is, I am a missionary. You are a missionary. So by doing that, we have a big responsibility to go out there to share the gospel to all the people. God commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And also, it's a good reminder that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. Thank you. By the way, Rose and her son Aaron are planning to go on a mission trip to the Philippines pretty soon. You know, every year the children of our safari classes bring money for one of our missionaries. And then on Mission Sunday, some of the kids bring the money up to the front and and, uh, uh, give it to the missionary. And so kids, if you're back there, go ahead and come on in. And uh, and we're going to maybe take a few pictures of them as they're coming in. For the past few years, the kids have been sending their donations to Alex and Aaron Flood. And last year, the floods used the money in several ways. They bought handbooks for homeless people that tell them where to find community services. They purchased Bible study books, uh, and uh, they're using those books in good ways. And they bought food for members who were sick and who were discouraged. This year, I'm happy to announce that the children gave 400 and one more, $480. I think that's amazing to, you know, they're, they're breaking open their piggy banks just like Solly did and uh, bringing that money on Sunday morning. So uh, we're going to, as soon as they come in, I'm not sure why they're not in yet, but they're, I'm sure they'll be here very soon. Right? Let's all close our eyes and believe and they will appear. Yes, they're appearing. Yay. Okay. Anyway, the kids are going to come in and bring their their little bags of money and uh, give it to Paul. Paul Harrington is uh, the liaison for uh, the floods, and that's why he's up here collecting the money from them. This is always a big deal for the the kiddos. Uh, They have two representatives from each class uh, that come in and bring the, the money, so it's quite an honor for the kids to get to to be the ones to bring the money in. So we're going to sit down on the front steps, and we'll get a picture taken with the kids. Squeeze in, guys. Squeeze in the middle so we don't have to have a wide-angle camera. Now, Paul, you can't use this money to remodel your house, okay? All right, you can go sit down with your parents now. Thank you. Okay, how about a couple more? Let's hear uh, from a couple more interviewees now. We're back with Northside News. And 
I'm here with Brent Davis. Brent, why should we support missions? We should support missions because missions is Jesus' mission. Jesus told us to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And that's what Jesus is all about. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to Northside News. And I'm here today with Pat Buttermore. Hi, Sky. Pat, what good have we seen come from missions? We have seen people saved, and we have made friendships, and churches started, and it's a fantastic thing to see new people come to Christ. And now to Hayes. Well, thank you, everyone. Once again, this has been Northside News. I want to thank all the reporters and the interviewees who took part in those interviews. You know, if you've looked at your Mission Sunday handout, you know that our giving goal for the next 12 months is $166,817. That's what we need to keep supporting the missionaries, and that's what we've committed to them already. Inside the handout is a purpose card. We'd really appreciate it if you would fill that purpose card out and then just drop it in one of the boxes, one of the green boxes that you'll find at the back of the auditorium, or drop it in the collection plate next Sunday. If you uh, give by check and want to give all of your missions offering at one time, just write a separate check for missions and write missions on the memo line. If you prefer to spread out your missions offering, just write one check each time that you contribute and tell us on the memo line how much of that total should go to Know Your Bible, how much to missions. If you'd like to give online, you can use the new Realm Connect app on your smartphone or the OnRealm web portal on your computer to make a one-time offering to missions, or to set up an ongoing donation. And make sure you specify that your gift is for the missions fund. And if you need help learning how to to give online, just call the church office, and we'd be happy to help you. And I'm really sorry to do this to you, but we couldn't resist showing you just a few outtakes from the uh, interview, so (laughs) let's watch that. How has missions impacted your life? I don't want to. All right, say so, so put the... I have one more question. Have you ever seen a chipmunk on a chicken? A chipmunk on a chicken. I am going to have to say no to that one. Are you sure? <laughs> Those? What's the question? <laughs> After I... Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome, parent. I forgot. That's okay. If you were to wear a hat, what hat would you wear? Where do unicorns come from? Me today is sold I have one more question. Have you ever seen a chicken riding a cow? No, I've never seen a chicken riding a cow. Are you sure? Northside News. All right, we gotta keep it quiet. The peanut gallery. How have missions affected your life? Can you see? Me? How did the sheep get killed in the Bible? How did the sheep get killed in the Bible? You want to take that you, one? I think you have a better answer for that than I do. Well, thank you, everyone. Once again, this has been Northside News. Well, once again, I want to thank all the reporters and interviewees who were humble enough to be on film there. You know, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Paul said, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. 
I wonder if our missionaries ever become weary. You know, they're, they've got a hard job, a challenging job. We've been supporting missions for a long time. I, I wonder if some of us have become weary. I want to encourage you, as Paul did, to hang in there. Precious souls are being saved all around the globe because of you. Won't it be great someday in heaven to bump into somebody who is there because of your commitment to supporting mission work? We haven't spent any time really this morning talking about your relationship to God today. But we don't want to leave this morning without giving you the opportunity to become a Christian if you're ready to take that step. Or maybe you need the prayers of the church today. If there's any way that we can help you this morning, we invite you to come forward as together we stand and sing.